Hello, world, and thank you for joining me here today. This is Shelly Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it. If I know it, I'm going to tell you about it. And where I've changed, I invite you to change with me. I had a great weekend. Um, Friday night, we have a theme song in this neighborhood, and it's quite funny. Um, I'll look it up while I'm sitting talking. It, d- it describes our neighborhood perfectly. It actually describes my husband's life perfectly because it doesn't matter where he goes, a party shows up. And we live in that type of neighborhood. We truly do. So Friday night, there's just no such thing as thinking that we're going to be alone. That rarely happens. People just show up. Logan Mize, M-I-Z-E. I'm Canadian. Logan Mize and can't get away from a good time. It even names Keith, my husband, by name in the song. So that my neighbors found that and just thought that was hysterical. So, a typical Friday night. I, however, had the good sense to uh, head to bed a little earlier because I was very tired and I could feel it coming on. So, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know I have fibromyalgia and it's quite acute. And I spent a year being very, very sick and a year trying to learn to manage it and, and then a year feeling sorry for myself and figuring I was just going to give up on life and accept that I was limited and we're done now. Puh. Well, thank heavens I've got a, I procreated because I took my son to a spectacular uh, event, Business Excellence, a few weeks back. And uh, it was his first endeavor sort of into personal growth and business training, that sort of thing. I, I've been doing it most of my life, but it was sort of his first time. It was wonderful to watch him. But in one of the exercises, we had to do this thing and we paired up. Oh, mistake. Pick a stranger. Honestly, just pick a stranger in those events. And I'm looking, I'm going, oh, I don't want to tell my son my excuses. I'm the mummy. So I give him my excuses and he looked right at me and he says, you think you're too old? His face was spectacular. And I got a basically a, you know, the face and the verbal was basically a smack upside the head saying, get your head out of your ass. Um, that was a lovely wake up call. And I really appreciated that. We've gone into business together. So it's probably a good thing I'm not too old since I'm running things. And he's off on site doing what he does best. So uh, anyways, I am you know, kind of realizing that I do still have to understand that I am sick. There are days that it hits me and days I can manage it, but also not to bring it on. So Friday night, I go to bed, which was great. Cause Saturday, so productive, got back into my training, learned how to do my intros, extras on my podcast, putting in the music, just having a great time. Let the whole morning get away from me. It's like, oops, the weather wasn't great. So we didn't have the whole gardening things out there beckoning me. It was just cold and miserable. I don't know what happened to summer in Vancouver this, uh, this June, but it's, it's disappeared on us right now. And we were going out to friends that night. Now I have to tell you, I have been struggling with social interaction. And I know that may seem a little odd because you're probably listening to this, to this going, she's a spaz. Yeah, I kind of am. And unfortunately, and if you listen to one of my very first podcasts about the shrink that put me on some antipsychotic drug and, and doped me out, we were trying to hope that my highs and lows could be more evened out so that I wouldn't go into flare. That's what we call it with fibro. Wouldn't, wouldn't go to flare as often. Yeah, that didn't work so well. Uh, and as well, it wasn't being true to myself because honestly, I embrace the crazy. I really do. I have a very professional side. Do not get me wrong. Um, I'm putting together a, a series of uh, trainings on on um, bookkeeping and finance, and you'll probably hear more of my serious tone of voice. But for the most part, I really am just a spaz, and I always have been. And so I've been really missing that part of my personality while everyone's telling me to calm down. I feel like saying, shut up. Um, especially my husband. You married this 17 years ago. It hasn't changed. So... 
we went out to friends and I had a wonderful time. And the reason I mentioned that is I hadn't been having a wonderful time. I was finding this past year as I sort of got back out of my cave that I had put myself into because I was very sick, the fir- very sick the first year. And, um, and I find social things very exhausting. In fact, I started to wonder if maybe I was an introvert. And again, you're listening to this going, yeah, okay, not. But an introvert needs uh, quiet to, re- to recharge. Extroverts need people. So my husband goes into a crowd of people. If there's a party, that's why our, our backyard's always full of people. You know, any time, any evening of the week. It doesn't have to be the weekends. He loves people and it charges him up. It exhausts me. I love them. I'm very social, but it exhausts me. So I started thinking, maybe I'm an introvert. And I just didn't know it because, you know, I had a very social father. I have the gift of hospitality. So there are innate things that are taking over besides, you know, being shy and not having, wanting to be quiet. But I think, I think I know, I'm pretty sure I'm an extrovert, but whatever. I still have to be aware now that crowds and people exhaust me. And one-on-one conversation I was finding very difficult part of my fibro, which I was struggling with actually about six or seven years ago anyways, was my memory. I went in for testing. I failed two of the tests every time. They just keep telling me, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. When you're holding a pen in your hand and you, and you no longer know what to do with it, you know it's a pen, but you forgot what it's supposed to do. Come back and see us. I'm thinking, boy, at that time, that's where I won't be dressing myself. And it's a little late for you, doc. But whatever. That's what I was told. And so I've been kind of coping with it. And it became a bit of a joke. We have... You know, we have these standing moments where you all just stare at Shelly and it's like, just give her a second and I'll come to her. Now, of course, the joke is I'm 50. It's like, well, we're all that way. We all walk into a room, what we're doing there. But the fibro made it even worse. I was really struggling. So when I get very tired, I have trouble recalling and trouble learning new things. So I went back to accounting after thinking I wasn't going to do it for a long time, simply because I knew it like the back of my hand. It's a little bit like Alzheimer's, you know, where you meet an Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's patient, my apologies, which my grandfather did pass away of that, my grandmother of dementia, and my father has dementia. So this is something I know of which I speak. And he was, memory was so clear 40 years ago, but he couldn't remember where he left his keys two minutes ago. And it does worry me, I'm not going to lie, but that's sort of how it is. So we kind of laugh at it, you work around it, you forget people's names and sentences, and you forget where you were going with the conversation. It's amazing I can podcast at all, so I beg your patience. But I found those types of things very exhausting, trying to keep that conversation going, I would get, especially when you're usually socializing in the evenings, when my energy levels are so low. But it was just like old times. So we went over to M&B. I've known them for 30 years, her especially, and then as they, when, they, when she met him, it was at their wedding, and we've all become great friends, and our kids grew up together, I'm Auntie Shelley to her children, and vice versa. It was just the four of us in the end, and now i got to tell you a story about investing. Years ago, I played in the stock market, <laughs> and B and I did, actually, and so it was always fun. We get together. We were very like mind financially, him and I, and, and, and M and B and myself, even though I was a single woman. I had a very different attitude about money, and I'm going to speak a lot more on money in the, in the near future. I have a lot of things that I, I want to disseminate and get out there, things I've learned, attitudes I have, thoughts to share with you, limiting beliefs you need to let go of. Anyways, we got talking about the stock market and this course I'm taking. I decided that I would like to learn to invest again. And if you're going to do something, I'm going to get educated in it. So we played in the stock market years ago during the tech booms of Silicon Valley. And I had to laugh because we did really, really well on paper. Luckily, uh, I believe he did as well, but I pulled my initial investment out. I was a single mother. I couldn't afford to lose that money. And we built ourselves nice little tidy portfolios. And of course, it all crashed within, what, 48, 
three days, just, just like that, and we lost it all. So, so much for the new car I was buying and this, that, and the next thing. Thank heavens neither of us went into debt expecting that money, but it was a huge disappointment. And the joke became after that, because I dabbled a bit, if I bought the stock, you should sell it. Honestly, I was like the black peg, black plague for stock market picks, okay? So I left it alone. Real estate is what did my husband and I are huge financial favors in our life and uh, being open to possibilities. If you're not, if you don't educate yourself when you want to do something, bad on you. If you don't keep yourself open when the possibilities arrive, bad on you. Because if you're shut down when the, when the opportunity arises, that's not luck. I didn't, I, I am lucky. I do consider that. But it's not always just luck. I, if, I'm, if you're open and you're prepared when the universe drops it in your lap, you take it and you run with it. I think the expression Warren Buffett uses, when it's raining gold, you put out a bucket, not a thimble. Okay, and a lot of people walk around with their thimbles or nothing at all. So we went for this lovely dinner and we got talking about finances and stocks. These are people that I'm very transparent with. We know about each other's lives. Um, I was, I thought, oh, this was great. I'm sorry, the last few weeks I'm feeling like myself again. I'm stepping out, stepping up. And then I woke up yesterday morning and I wanted to die. The world hit me with a Mack truck. So fibro, if you don't have anyone in your life that has it, when it's quite acute like mine, the pain can be excruciating and it's all over. There's no rhyme or reason for it. Painkillers do not work. A lot of mental fatigue, a lot of, um, unfortunately, depression goes with it. So I woke up. I, the bed was hurting to lie on the bed. My hip, you know, everything was hurting. And I had a decision to make. There were some things I really wanted to do yesterday. Do I do them? Or knowing the things I had to do this week, I have a year-end for a nonprofit society to finish this week, I have a training session to do with a client, and I have three webinar courses that I have to take this week. A little overpacked for me, I'm not going to lie, but these are the commitments I made, and I'm not about time management, I'm about commitment management. And you will find your life is a whole lot easier if you just decide what's important and never mind where your time is being spent, okay? And I said, screw it. I, I got up and I went into my husband and he took, and took one look at me and went, oh, one of those days. I'm like, oh yeah. So hon, I'm going back to bed and with my book. And then there's no guilt. I've made a decision that my body has got to rest or I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do. And that's when my husband steps up to the plate. So we joke that he lives in an all-inclusive. Once he steps in the front door, that man lives in an all-inclusive resort on the Lazy Acre. That's what we call our acreage property. And outside, not even remotely, that man works like a dog and even when I garden, I make a mess and he runs around and just with the wheelbarrow at the end of the day and cleans up after me. I've, I'm truly spoiled, but inside it's an all-inclusive, but not when I'm sick. When I'm not well, Mr. Looker after her, the big breakfast arrives, eggs and turkey bacon, my rice bread, which oh, there was a loaf left with olives in it, yum, and my book, and he just closes the door, says, I want you to eat. As soon as you eat, you're going to go back to sleep. He's right, I do. Full stomach, exhausted. I rested the whole day. Got up later in the, in the afternoon, had a quick hot tub, and watched a movie or two with him. Which, by the way, watched The Martian last night. And here's another great thing I want to point out is there's a line in that movie I just adored. And I love the movie, by the way. I found it funny. I loved the science. I loved uh, the sci-fi of it, I did, which wasn't really sci-fi, but it is a little bit like it's, I don't understand it. So to me, it's all just magical. And the lead character, at the, it makes a comment in there. It says, if you solve enough problems, you get to come home. If you solve enough problems, you get to come home. Do you know what? Life is that way as well. If you solve enough problems, you get to succeed, you get to move forward, you get to be well. Well, I had to solve the problem of my health the last two years, and I have figured out a good portion of it. I brought on a team 
I did not do this alone, although I do have that gift of knowledge, like I told you. And I'm off, uh, you know, checking everything out. I, and I'm not one of those people that goes off and looks for all the negative. I, I go out to the internet looking for every solution I can find. Then I take it to other people or I take it to my professionals. We have a conversation and then I check to see if it works with my body because everybody's different. What works for me may not work for you. So that's what I did. I rested because I had made decisions uh, a while ago that I was going to solve problems and keep moving forward because I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't just going to be retired and, and live with no money. I just, it wasn't working for me at all. That wine cellar needs to be filled and I need to go on vacation. <laughs> so I crashed like the dead yesterday and it was a little bit sad, but the same token, when you have moments like that, I encourage you to please look at the situation and say, this too shall pass. My dad had the most fabulous expression that we grew up with, and he used to say, 100 years from now, they'll never know the difference. So are you sitting regretting or worrying or panicking about something that if you let it go for five hours, five days, five weeks, five years, won't matter at all? We get so caught up with putting out the... F- putting out the little fires we don't see the big picture we get so caught up in the time management we forget to commitment manage I had a commitment I had commitments this week that I had to meet and that I wanted to meet so that meant yesterday I didn't get to run around doing a bunch of other things that I was hoping maybe I could do and maybe the house needed this and I wanted to power wash head off to church even but I was in a lot of pain and my body had to rest it had to sleep the mind had to be calm the body has to be nothing happening to it because that's how I recover and then today I'm not down for four days or a week like I used to I am a little sore today a little tired I can get through that and I just won't push myself for the next two days and then I'll head back to yoga on Wednesday Woohoo! so that was my weekend and it was a great weekend great time with friends and I guess the other part too is the no regret because to me it was worth yesterday to have that experience with my friend Saturday night because I've missed it are you missing things in your life because of decisions that you're making so that's all I really want to say today I'm not going to get super super introspective about you know I need you all to pull over to the side of the road and and (laughs) and have a moment of meditation but if you could just think on that we don't want to live in regret we need to manage our commitments we need to manage our health and you need to make decisions about what is going to work best for you moving forward have a great day everyone this is living well with shell Thank you again for joining me today. And remember, let's not live in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast or leave me a comment on what you'd like me to talk about next. Have a great day.